Welcome to Pick Up and Deliver, the podcast where I pick up my audio recorder when I get off the train and deliver an episode to you while I walk home. I'm Brendan Riley. Well, good afternoon, dear listeners. It's a partly cloudy Tuesday afternoon here in suburban Chicago. We're on an upswing temperature-wise, so it's in the low 80s Fahrenheit, meaning it's sticky and kind of gross walking home, but I can deal. It's October 1st, which means that it's time for me to do a new top-of-the-stack, end-of-the-month segment. I haven't thought it through entirely, so I may be making up things on the fly as we go. We'll see how it goes. I always like to start with the uh, insights from the month, the statistics that help you know what kinds of games I've been playing. I didn't really think of this as a very good month gameplay-wise. It's been pretty busy, so I didn't feel like I got all that many games in. But going to the Stonemeyer Design Day and going to Protospiel and uh, starting to do a bit more online play, I did still get 68 plays in of games this month, which is an awful lot. Uh, many of those were prototypes. According to my phone, it was 33 different games with 67 different people. So, uh, yeah, still still got plenty of games played, even if they weren't quite the games that I wanted to. So my top of the stack report uh, goes as follows. Um, you'll recall that my top of the stack for this month involved three games plus a repeat. The three games were Res Arcana, Lovelace and Babbage, and Argent the Consortium. Honestly, when I put Argent the Consortium on there, I knew it was a fool's errand. Uh, That's going to take a very special kind of arrangement to get that game played. I really would like to do it, but I haven't managed yet. That said, I had... and the repeat game was The Sibling's Trouble, which was, a, which was one of the games last month. Uh, it's a storytelling game. So I did get two of the four games played. I got Lovelace and Babbage played, and I got The Sibling's Trouble played, the two easiest ones to do. Res Arcana, I'm really bummed I didn't get that played. It should have been an easy one, but I actually missed two of my toggle nights this month because of uh, scheduling complications. And so my game nights or my gaming opportunities were much more curtailed than usual. So that's where we are. I did still get to play a number of new games this month. This is not including any prototype games. I don't really count those when I'm thinking about games I have played or not played Uh, in terms of new games. I don't count prototype games. But I did get to play eight more games. new games, which puts me up to 100 new games this year. And here they are. Uh, The Siblings Trouble, I already mentioned. Point Salad, I got to try. I've talked about that a little bit. Uh, Lovelace and Babbage, Raiders of the North Sea, Islebound. Islebound was interesting. I always like a good Ryan Lockett game, and I thought that one was pretty fun. Actually, I think I liked it a little bit more than Above and Below, even though Above and Below did have that story element that was so fun, but That game had, at its core, a central problem, which is that the story element was the most fun thing about it, and 
couldn't win just doing the story element. You did have to concentrate on the economic or trading elements of the game, which were fine, but not as fun as the story element. Islebound does not make that mistake. It, it, it just creates basically a very simple pick-up-and-deliver game. Uh, probably the same depth as Above and Below in terms of difficulty, but without the story component. It was pretty fun. Definitely would play again. I got to try Thunderbirds, the Matt Leacock cooperative game. That was fine. I don't, I've never watched the show, so I don't have any attachment to the theme. Um, and so it, it was fine. Like a Matt Leacock cooperative game in which you're moving around trying to solve threats. Basically, not a reskin of Pandemic, but very Pandemic-like. It was fine. Uh, I got to try the Tracy Island expansion when we were playing that. Lantern's Dice was really good. A nice roll-and-write game. I got to try that in the uh, at Stegmeyer Design Day. And Eastern Mountains was a good final addition to the month. A, a good last game. I got to try it once. For those of you who are on the Spice Road, Century Spice Road model, you've probably already played this. It was called Eastern Wonders in that one. It's much closer to a pick-up-and-deliver game. You have a big grid of hexes that allow you to do your uh, swapping of resources for other resources, and then you move your little caravan around to score points. It's different than Century Spice, than the uh, other original Century game, and there is a mode where you can combine the two, although I haven't tried that yet. I do really like this one. The efficiency puzzle at the core of these games is pretty fun to me and uh, delightful to try. And so I'm happy to get to play that. So that's um, Century Golem Edition. And that wraps out the new games I got to try. I did have two out of the dust plays this month. These are games that I haven't played for a year or more, but uh, got to break out again. One of these was Kingdom Builder. I did play this at Toggle. That is a nice, light, 20-minute uh, or 40-minute lightweight game. Good introductory game for people who are maybe new or if you want something that plays quickly. Uh, the, there's a lot there in a pretty little package. I like it a lot. Um, that's Kingdom Builder. That was one I used to have, and I got rid of it because we played it once with my family. I enjoyed it. None of them... We're excited enough to play it again. So after a while, I got rid of it. And if I need, if I feel like playing it, I can play it at Toggle. Uh, the other game that I, that I got to play that I haven't played in a while was A Study in Emerald. This is the Martin Wallace game, one of my favorites. Uh, and I got to play that at the Stonemaier Design Day. We had a four-player game set up, and one of the two of the people didn't show, which was kind of a bummer. I was able to... Uh, recruit a third person to play so Rob and I played with this third person and it was fine it wasn't the best game of a study in Emerald either uh, Rob and I spent a lot of time attacking each other and the other player kind of walked away with the game but uh, even fine it's still a great game and I am glad to have gotten to play it again all right my 10 for 10 update so it's October which means I have a total of three months left to get these plays done. It's coming down to the wire now. I, I was making extremely aggressive progress in the first half of the year. 
second half of the year it's tailed off a bit and now it's coming down to gonna have to be very deliberate in the next few months to get these plays in that said my hardcore challenge the one remember the hardcore challenge is a 10 for 10 in which you've selected all of your games up front i put in one alternate which allowed me to swap out welcome to for uh, rampage but i'm at 84 percent on my 10 for 10 hardcore challenge Betrayal Legacy, London 2nd Edition, Legacy of Dragonhold, Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective, Sagrada, and Welcome To are all finished with 10 or more plays each. I have 8 plays left of Kings of Aaron's Steam, so my daughter and I are really going to have to buckle down and play that. I'm also going to start bringing it to Toggle and see if anyone else wants to try. Rainbow Knights is an amusing high-speed card game. I have no doubt we'll be able to finish that one because it only takes about 10 minutes. So, you know, once a month or so, my son and I will sit down and crack out a game of that. Gizmos, I have three plays left. And Cerebria, I have two plays left. I'm pleased to say one of those plays is happening on Saturday. So, at most, hopefully I'll only have one play left after this coming Saturday. So that's 84% done on my 10 for 10 hardcore. My 10 for 10 uh, normal challenge is nearly complete. I am at, get this, 98%. Whoa! Hopefully, by the end of this month, I will be at 100. We'll have to see because the game, so my 10 for 10, I have Quicks, Wingspan, Anirim, Codenames Duet, Eminent Domain, Through the Ages, Rayculte, Cryptid, Chronicles of Crime. That's an easy 90 games right there. Uh, some of those are legit games played on tables. Some of them are digital plays, but always with other people. I don't count solo digital plays or digital plays against the computer in this mix. Uh, and a few of those are solo games. I'm thinking that next year I'm not going to allow solo games in my 10 for 10, or maybe I will make a separate five for five of solo games or something or 5 for 10. Um, I'm not sure I want to do a 10 for 10 of solo games because I don't have that much solo gaming time. Um, I may also make a 10 for 10 of online games given the pace that I'm playing those now. That shouldn't be too hard to do. But I'm just not sure it's worth the effort. Nonetheless, so here's the contenders for that 10th spot. Right now the leading contender is Terraforming Mars. I've played it eight times. About five of those have been solo. I've played a few in-person games. It would be fun to get a couple more in-person games of it in before the end of the year. That's Terraforming Mars. Close second uh, is Inkin Gold and Carpe Diem, both with seven plays this year. Either one of those could also tip over the top. I really enjoy Carpe Diem and I'm happy to get that out and teach it to people anytime I can. That could easily get a play on Saturday. And Ink and Gold has become a regular in our group when we have a few minutes because it's very playable, easy to teach, always fun, good 20-minute game. So I wouldn't be surprised if Ink and Gold ends up being my 10th play there. Uh, those are both at 7 right now. Uh, 6 plays, number 9. 5 plays, Anachrony. Or, sorry, 6 plays, Anachrony. I have five plays for Point Salad, Underwater Cities, Tiny Towns, Concordia, and Cribbage. And four plays for Azul, Not Alone, Scythe, and Agricola. So, I actually could get another 
10 for 5 in there if I just play Azul, Not Alone, Side, and then Agricola one more time each, uh, then maybe a 10 for 15. So, plenty of options there for completing those smaller amounts. But the bigger 10 for 10 is probably going to be one of those first couple of games I mentioned. So overall, I'm having an enjoyable uh, set of games played. My um, and my top of the stack, or my unplayed list, I don't know exactly how many it's at right now. It's still around 50. It might be 52. Uh, I did get two games when I was in St. Louis at the Stonemeyer Design Day. I swung by a miniature market and I visited their ding and dent shelf. I picked up Noria and the Quest for Eldorado. Quest for Eldorado I played a few months ago at the BoganCon game day in Wisconsin. That was super fun. And it was only 20 bucks, so it was, it was a must-buy at that point. And Noria is one of those games that has a really interesting mechanism. And it got a lot of buzz for a few minutes last year. I probably wouldn't have bought it sight unplayed at full price, but at 60% off it was a good deal. So I got that. I wouldn't be surprised to, to try to get those games played this month. So that marks the end of my summary. So this coming month, I need to establish my talk at the top of the second. I'm doing this off the top of my head because I have not uh, thought through this very carefully. My repeat is going to be Res Arcana. I know that was, that was in my stack last month, but I'm putting it on as a repeat because I really want to get it played. Uh, I'm going to say that the three new games I'm going to play from my stack, I'm going to commit to the quest for Eldorado. That's definitely one of them. Uh, let's see what else might tickle my fancy. I think I'm going to try really hard to get Queen's Architect played. That'll be my, my more thinky Euro game this month. That's a game I've really wanted to play for a while. I got it on discount a couple, uh, I think a year and a half ago. And I really like to play it. It looks super fun and very interesting. So that's going to be uh, my deeper game. And then then let's say Perudo is the last one. I think that's one I could play with the kids. That's the... Uh, it's basically Liar's Dice. Oh, it's the original game on which Liar's Dice is based. That's Perudo. Future Brendan here. Upon further reflection, I've decided that instead of playing Perudo, I'm going to play Escape the Nightmare, which is a Kickstarter game I got several years ago and seemed appropriately Halloween-y. Thanks. So that's my top of the stack. Please check in on Board Game Geek Guild 3269 and let me know what uh, experience you had this month. What games did you get played? What games are you trying to get played? Okay, that's it. Thanks for joining me on my walk today. I hope that your next walk is as pleasant as mine was. Bye-bye. Brought to you by Rattlebox Games.